Hello and welcome everyone in Northeast Nebraska. It is finally March. It's hard to believe, but we are now at the start of Lent. This is Jimmy Carroll, the digital media specialist for the Archdiocese of Omaha. My usual guest, Archbishop George J. Lucas, the Archbishop of Omaha. How are you today, Archbishop? Good. I'm glad you keep inviting me back as, as your guest. I'm happy to be with you. <laughs> it's a good sign, right? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think that we're already in March. Yeah, yesterday was Ash Wednesday, so it's Thursday, um, March 3rd. I guess, what is the, what's the power of a, of the, a smudge of ash? Which is kind of odd to say, but yeah, what's the power of a smudge of ash? Yeah, there's some uh, powerful draw to it, isn't there? Because we, we see a lot of people... Happily, we see them who, who you know, who come to church on Ash Wednesday. Not just Catholics, but certainly within the, mm-hmm. the Catholic community, uh, p- people want to come and and receive the ashes. I suppose, um, for, you know, for a number of different reasons, it, it is um, a little unusual uh, because the uh, what we're really doing is reminding ourselves that we're going to die. Um, it's not something that we usually th- give a whole lot of thought to, but it's really one of the truest things we can say about ourselves. So it's actually not a, a bad thing to to uh, to look at. Uh, the the um, it opens up the Lenten season, of course, the the marking with ashes on Ash Wednesday, and that season is all is really oriented towards Easter, mm-hmm. towards the the power of the Paschal mystery of, of Jesus' death and resurrection. I don't think we'd have the courage to look look at the fact that we're going to die if, if we uh, didn't have the confidence that we are redeemed. Uh, but we know that our redemption is a is a gift, a blessing that we could give up, um, and, and so the church every year invites us into the observance of Lent over these weeks, so that we can, um, in some ways, however consciously we do it, uh, think about what you know what's the kind of person I want to be when death comes, right? And, and where do I want to be in my relationship with God, who only wants good for me, who only wants my my salvation. And it's like, I, I don't know if people necessarily want to be remembered as dust, but if you go back to uh, Genesis 3.19, remember remember that you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. How do you, I mean, some people might take that literally, some people might take it totally, you know, the way they want to. I mean, what, what do you, I guess, how does that verse really, how can that um, be, um, what do you call it, Con- or put into people's minds so it's not like they're, they're not lingering over it, but it's something that they can really reflect upon. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, it's a good, good question because we know that that it's not God's will that we f- focus on death or say that, that death and being buried in the ground and going back to dust, that that's the truest thing that we could say about yeah. ourselves. The truest thing we could say is that God has created us lovingly in his own image and created us for life, not just life in this world, but for, for eternal life. And even though we, uh, in many ways, would be capable of giving up that that eternal destiny through sin, uh, God doesn't give up on us. He's given us the gift of, of his son, who, who saves us ultimately from having the grave being our final destiny. Uh, and uh, we look beyond the grave to, to um, eternal life in, in, in the risen Jesus. So like everything else in our, in our life of faith, we, uh, we're invited to be be balanced about it without giving up the the truth uh, that that death awaits us. It, but that our our desire is that we, I think the same as God's that we live forever. Sometimes God desires that for us more than we do for ourselves because we get distracted by the other things on 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 the way. For for most of us, death is down the road somewhere. We don't know exactly where it is, when it's coming. Um, 
and so that's why every year the church gives us the, the, the season of Lent, which is really an opportunity to, to focus on life and death and eternal life and to um, begin again to make the choices that show that we want God's plan to be our plan, too. Mm, definitely. Um, how do you think Lent can be that golden opportunity, so to say, for evangelization? Because, I mean, obviously we're called to evangelize our entire lives. Um, but yeah, can you go more upon, especially Lenten season? With sure. Yeah, we, it's a time to be evangelized ourselves, those of us who already have faith, but also to offer um, the, the, the invitation to life in, in the risen Christ mm-hmm. uh, to, to those uh, around us. Uh, the, the, the most important thing we know, uh, and the most important um, and unique event in all of human history, is the, the death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, on the cross. Jesus uh, laying down his life so that you and I, so that our brothers and sisters in the human family can be saved from, from eternal death. Um, but what we also know, an uh, essential part of that, that, that truth goes along with that, is that Jesus is not dead now, mm-hmm. but he's alive, uh, risen from the dead. We have the opportunity to encounter him in our life in the church. And that really is at the heart of, of, of the church's evangelizing work. Uh, we, we want to be rooted in Jesus ourselves, not just know about him. It's good to know about him, and not just knows, not just know what he's asking us to do, what the gospel demands of us. It's good for us to to know that and, and to embrace it. Jesus gives us, though, a, a personal relationship with him because he's alive through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're able to encounter him in in the life of the church. That's. Um, uh, an opportunity and experience that we want to offer to as many people as possible. He's asking us to make that available uh, t- uh, to others. So the the the, the central uh, focus of Lent being plunged into the death of Jesus, giving um, a, a, a offering sorrow for our sins, doing penance for our sins, really embracing the cross as, as Jesus offers it to us day by day. All uh, with the. Uh, uh, Sure hope in, in the power of the resurrection. That, that is really how we should be living. We, get, we plunge into that more deeply in the season of Lent and invite others to experience that too. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, there's many misconceptions um, during Lent. I mean, I mean, we're human. We sin. We fail. But then, obviously, confession is a beautiful sacrament, especially during Lent, um, especially with all the... What do they call that? The the penance, um, like when churches have a huge penance service. Yeah. So right. So I think uh, our parishes offer many uh, additional opportunities for the sacrament of penance and reconciliation during the season of Lent. Individual times for confessions or coming together. You know, we uh, listen to scripture, pray together uh, at a penance service, but then always have the opportunity for individual confession and, and absolution. Mm-hmm. Are you giving up chocolate? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I, I think growing up, I used to always give up chocolate, but I think it's more, there's something, I feel like there's always something deeper to give up, whether it's sacrificing something or whether it's exercising for, you know, the entire 40 days or, I mean, there's, there's always so many, I think there's a lot of misconceptions regarding Oh, what what should we actually give up? Is there something deeper? Is there something mm-hmm. that we can improve in our spiritual lives? Is there something we can prove, you know, just daily life? I guess. Um, yeah. So I think it, it, the question is, what's the opportunity? Yes, correct. I'm giving up Brussels sprouts. I'm <laughs> I love Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think so. I just, we're we're 
being a little facetious here because I think sometimes we uh, settle for kind of a parody of Lent, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we give up Definitely. something that we really don't like anyway. Right. <laughs> that there's something we're supposed to do, we're supposed to give up something. But but the the um, the, the, the the focus of, of doing penance during, during Lent is a reminder of our sinfulness and that we, we uh, want to turn away from sin, and sin usually involves in some kind of self-indulgence, you know, so we have to give, uh, we want to give that up. We're also invited to, to uh, turn towards our neighbor, to, to be charitable t- towards our neighbor. But uh, the, the, the lesson really is kind of simple. We, we get off the track of God's plan for our eternal salvation for, for his uh, desire for us when we're too self-indulgent or, or when we're not paying enough attention to the to the opportunities for charity. So if, if we can give up the things that are burdening us or enslaving us, or that might even really be hurting us or hurting somebody else, and if we can give more attention to the needs of our brothers and sisters, you know, that, that doesn't guarantee that we're going to stay yeah. on the right path, but, but that's uh, those are two essential elements of it. The church calls us to be more attentive to those during uh, during the, the, the Lenten season. So, so it's not um, it's not like a contest. See if we can give up something and really stick with it. Yeah. During the season of Lent, but it feels like a contest. You know, the first couple of days. So you, as you mentioned, we're recording this on the second day of Lent. And I think well, I'm going to do pretty well with my yeah. with my resolutions. <laughs> but you know, come ask me again in another month. Um, it gets it, it becomes more of a of a struggle. Like any uh, human. Uh, effort. So, you know, whether it's, it's trying to train for a marathon or, or to go on a diet, you know, for, half for, for, for my health, yeah, any, <laughs> or anything, you know, train for any sport or just to get, yeah. you know, get in better condition. It, it, it's, um, it's doing it little by little over time yeah. that, that where we really do train ourselves kind of along a good pattern that, that ultimately is, is beneficial. So uh, we, I think we all might wish that, well, if Lent were just two weeks long, it would be easier. But th- there's a, a, an ancient wisdom in, in giving us a period of time, like six plus weeks, so that we really do have the opportunity to develop some, some new habits and maybe try on over t- a period of time what it feels like to be a little less self-indulgent or to be more attentive to the, the needs of our neighbors rather than having it be a, a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. I'll be sure to ask you in a month now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep you accountable. I'll be, I'll be complaining. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting how Ash Wednesday and Lent aren't consistent on the calendar because Christmas, it's always the same day every year. Sometimes Ash Wednesday is like middle of February. It's like, oh, it's closer to Valentine's Day. But then like this year, it's beginning of March and then it, it ends mid-April. Um, I think with, um, with you know COVID still kind of lingering, I think it's still lesser now than what it used to be um but then kind of what's what's happening with um ukraine um high gas prices and crime is still a problem um and then you even consider the state of the union or just the global landscape can you kind of go more on that a little bit yeah so um lent and easter come when they come so we don't we can't put them off there mm-hmm. it's there were uh, as some might know, some real controversies in the early church about when Easter should be celebrated. Yes, right. It was pegged somewhat to the lunar calendar, so it, it doesn't follow the secular calendar like Christmas does. It doesn't mm-hmm. have a certain certain day every year. But it comes in the end of winter, beginning of spring. Um, you, you know, certainly by the time Easter is celebrated, we're, in, we're into the, the season of spring, which is experienced differently in different uh, yeah. in different latitudes. But um, 
but I think you're, you know, you're right. We, uh, the, the Lord calls us right in the midst of the, of the things that we are experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly we're, uh, we hope we're, uh, on the far side of the worst part of the pandemic, mm-hmm. but still dealing with the effects of that. And, and there, there is this, you know, serious challenge to peace, uh, it, that that's focused particularly on the poor people of Ukraine, but it has yeah. reverberations um, all, all over. So we realize that our world is broken, and uh, it, it's these are some of the effects of original sin, mm-hmm. some of the effects of bad choices that that uh, that we or our other people uh, have made. So we really need the salvation that is offered to us in yeah. in Jesus Christ, and Lent gives us the the opportunity to, to focus on that need. To, to take responsibility for our own sinfulness, to ask God's mercy on for the, the sins of, of the human family, and really to put ourselves in, uh, in his hands uh, where we know that we can be forgiven and saved. Mm-hmm. And I think with, um, especially with the small groups with Live Lent Together, I feel like that's been a huge opportunity for people to really kind of you know, share just everything with Lent. And I know um, last year, I think there was maybe about 120-some leaders that stepped up. I think it almost quadrupled this year. I think we're close. I think the final number was about 627. So it's an incredible number of how we were able to get the word out about small groups and just how how small groups can be so effective during yeah. Lent. Yeah, I'm really excited about the number of people who've responded to this yeah. this initiative. Those first who have who um, took the um, the training to you know to be group leaders, mm-hmm. and then those who are responding to the invitation of those leaders to, to be part of right. part of a, a small group uh, during Lent. Uh, following Jesus is challenging, and you know, and uh, during Lent we sort of ramp up the challenge a little. Yeah. But yep. he but he doesn't mean for us to do it by ourselves. He, he invites us into the community of disciples uh, to to be his followers and friends together uh, w- with with others. I think that uh, I think two things: uh, our um, individual people will find. A, a nice experience of community in the Live Lent Together experience mm-hmm. this year. So I encourage those who who have signed up to, to be part of this to, to stick with it over these weeks. I think you'll, you'll appreciate a deepening of your own faith, but also some real nice connections with fellow parishioners or people in, in, uh, in, in your community. Uh, but, but secondly, as we face the challenges in the world around us, uh, whether it's COVID, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's yep. other things, we're going to we'll be doing some uh, significant planning for the future of, of our parishes uh, during this mm-hmm. coming year. Um, uh, the experience of, of um, uh, being disciples together with others and, yeah. and sort of strengthening each, each other by our care and, and, and by our presence, that's going to be crucial in our experiencing the, uh, our faith as uh, being stronger than ever going forward, even though, even though it's challenged. I think especially when it's challenged, Jesus is offering us particular graces, and, and I think Live Lent Together is, is a great grace for all of us this year. Definitely. I think it's truly incredible how they went from just over 100 to, I mean, they could have even gotten 700 if they wanted to, but mm-hmm. I think the fact that 627 brave souls... Yeah, those are the ones we know about, so there, yeah, might, exactly. there, <laughs> might, there might be some uh, some groups out there that aren't, that aren't yeah. uh, raising their hand and showing themselves, which is, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it is... Um, it's a great movement on the ground, you know, and yeah. it, it, it took some organizing and inviting, but but really people picked up on it, which makes me think that it's both the Lord's plan mm-hmm. for us right now and the desire of, of people to to um, 
to be together in a, 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 a safe but also um, stimulating yeah. uh, 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 place where we can uh, we can share our faith and grow in faith together. Well, I think another big thing is people missed being yeah. together. They missed the being you know in relationships with people in person. Mm-hmm. I think that's another huge factor of it. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. So th- at this stage of the pandemic, there really is a, is a deeper desire to be together. To be together yeah. Uh, which is very good. And, uh, you know, it's very human, but it's also God's plan for us, you know, that, that we be together and attentive together to, to one another in, in, in a community. Yeah. I think we're, we're very grateful to, I mean, obviously the number's huge, but I think we're just all grateful to be, you know, back together as, you know, as best we can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah so the number is good, and, but it's more than about the number, as, as you, you know. Of course, we're it's bringing people together, inviting the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in, praying together, uh, reflecting together on our faith. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I, I think something really good is going to happen, and it already has, as you're mentioning. You know, just in the in the, the determination of people to, to be part of the groups. Yeah, it's like uh, Saint Catherine of Siena, go and set the world on fire, mm-hmm. especially during Lent. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this episode? Uh, I w- was uh, praying at the. Ash Wednesday Mass for everybody in the Archdiocese, myself included, that, that this will, will be a real time of grace for us Definitely. and a time of growth in faith and that, that we'll, we'll um, uh, accept the opportunity. We're, we're moving towards uh, Easter, as I said, and uh, those of us who are already baptized will have the chance to renew our baptismal promises at mm-hmm. Easter. It's not simply renewing something that happened a long time ago, but it's really uh, claiming Definitely. our identity uh, as members of God's family, as his daughters and, and sons. So we want to do that very joyfully, wholeheartedly. And I think the, our Lenten practices will, will help us get there. Amen. Can I ask for a priestly blessing as we close this episode? Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the blessings of this holy season. Uh, continue to reveal your plan for us in your son, Jesus Christ. Give us the light and the help of the Holy Spirit to come together, to reflect together, support each other, worship together the, these days uh, so that we might, might um, uh, grow in, in knowledge and love of you, that the body of Christ may flourish. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Archbishop. I look forward to the next episode. Right. And happy Lent, everybody. Yeah.